You know, we live in a world, especially here in America, where everybody has an entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, yeah. And with that spirit comes along this feeling of wanting to be the boss, yeah. wanting to be the man, yeah. wanting to be a leader, wanting to be somebody who runs something. Mm. And so I guess if I were to title my next series, mm. it would be called just he's the boss. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's the boss. And really, that's just my way of saying that God is sovereign. So I want to get into a series to explain the sovereignty of God. Now, don't run away because I know people nowadays only want to hear what we call, and you're going to help me preach tonight. Mm. And you know, this is a setup. Uh-oh. And you look nervous, <laughs> but you actually going to help me with my intro, okay. right? He is the boss, yes, y'all. Yes. He is sovereign. Mm. He's in charge. So this is how we going to get into this. Don't run away because a lot of people don't like to talk about the deepness of God. Yes. But this word is actually what's going to keep you and help you, right? Mm. So check this out. Uh, the other night, yeah. we were talking to our son. And my son loves music. I mean, he's in love with music. Mm -hmm. And so we brought him into the room. We were having a conversation about, you know, his dreams and things that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he uh, was sitting there and we were talking about having a plan for your life. Right. And in the middle of the conversation, you said something. Right, because Sevi loves music. He's mm-hmm. not infatuated with music. It's not just right. infatuation. See what I did there? So what I did? Oh. There. If that ain't working, guys, <laughs> that that's 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 this Instagram. If you ain't gonna get no love, you ain't gonna get no love. Just not tonight. Yeah, just <laughs> just bring it. Just bring it, guys. Bring it. Bring it. Just yeah. Just shut it down. Shut it down. We shut down. All right, so we got we stream it they, on Instagram they're, they're live to tonight. So they're trying Instagram. to get yeah yeah. But you can make it easy and just go to yeah. Just leave it alone, guys, because I'm getting a little distracted by all that. Yo, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So let's give start me over. Staff. Yeah, give, yeah, we got they working so hard. Thank you, guys. But um. So we were talking to Sevi. Sevi comes into the room. We were talking about plans for your life. I was sharing my musical experience. He was sharing his love for music. Mm. It's not just infatuation. It's love. <laughs> Sevi, see what I did there? It's not infatuation. All right. All right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to, you know. But in the middle of that, you said something in the conversation to Sevi. You turned to Sevi mm. and you said, that is for people who do not have a high view of God. And I stopped for a second and I said, high view of God. The last time I learned that was when I was in uh, a certain class in theology. Mm. And they talked about having a high view of God. And I said, Sherry pulling out theological terms. So what did you mean? (laughs) What did you mean when you said to the boy, you looked at our son and you said, you got to have a high view of God. And I sat there and said, well, what is a high view of God? What I meant was, if uh-huh. you have a high view of God, a high view, it doesn't matter what your situation is, you know that God is in control, and he controls everything. Now, when I say God controls everything, then people start to say, God is the reason that everything happens, good or bad. That's not what I mean. In your situation, no, having a high view of God is trusting that God is in control of 
everything. And whatever situation you're in now, you kind of sit back, relax. And God. <laughs> Knowing yeah. that God is in control. And you're absolutely you know? right. So. And you know, that is when you come to God, that is the first thing everybody should learn about God. Right. Is that he is in control. And I like what you said. He is not the cause of things, but he is in control. Yeah. The, the cause of something does not put God out of control. Right. So when disaster strikes, when the world is chaotic, God is not panicking. The boss is relaxing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, everything is on schedule. Yeah. There's not a thing that God doesn't know that happens that he doesn't know or allows. And if he allows it, it is for a greater purpose. Yes. Now, you might say, well, what is the greater purpose of all of this? Understand that you don't exist where he exists. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about all yeah. that tonight. So, so what does that mean? Having a high view of God. It's first really understanding when you're dealing with the divine, when you're dealing with Yahweh, when you're dealing with the God of the Bible, he is sovereign over everything. everything. The problem is, is if you have a high view, then there must be a low view of God. Hmm. And the problem is most people have a low view of God. That's why Christianity is a roller coaster. Yeah. If you are living a Christianity tonight, that is a roller coaster. The problem is, or the problem might be, if you come to church one week, you on fire, want to serve the Lord. Right. Next week, you're gone. Right. Next week, you're, it's probably because you have a low view of God. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Could be many other aspects. Mm -hmm. But I find often that people who don't have the right view of who God is, they tend to have a wavering faith. Yeah. You know, how do people get a low view of someone? You know, as a pastor, Sherry, I get to meet many people. Mm -hmm. As a musician, I get to meet many people. Right. And the way someone is introduced to you will immediately give you the view of the person. So let's say we got somebody in our church, uh, 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 somebody walks up and they say, pastor, here is uh, my friend from my job. That gives me a view that this is a coworker right. of this person. Somebody comes along and says, hey, pastor, this is somebody I met on the street. You know, they were they were doing this and I just grabbed them up and brought them here. That gives me a view of that right, person. Right. If, if a young lady walks into me and she's a member of my church and she comes up and she says, pastor, I'd like to introduce you to my fiance. Right. Now I have a every introduction gives me a view. Right. If you come up to me and you say, pastor, I brought my I brought my. I brought the person I don't like day over there, you know, family member. Right. Every time you introduce, every time you say something about the person, you put them either on a platform very high or you can bring them in very low. Right. right? Um, I, I've seen people do it. You say, well, how could you bring somebody in low? Somebody can introduce and be like, hey, this is my friend. He's a musician. He's, you know, he's now, he's up and coming. <laughs> right. The minute you said he's up and coming, what you did to the brother was you just yeah. shattered him. Yeah. And my view of him was, I'm not going, he's not going to be on the next tour. Right. right. Because how you introduce a person or how a person is introduced to you will give you a view of that person. The problem is many people's introduction to God wasn't on a, on a pedestal. It was on a low platform. Mm -hmm. 
And what do you mean by that, Pastor? Uh, they were introduced to God, God as someone who is, uh, 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 who is it, Feel, Fix It Felix? <laughs> or God might have been introduced to you as an ATM. Or God might have been introduced to you as a genie in the bottle. Rub them when you need them, heal a pair, fix it, and go away. God might have been introduced to you uh, 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 as someone who's uh, 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 an, an agent who is a mean and when you get it wrong he punishes you and when you get it right then he loves you right. so people get introduced to God many different God is this tyrant who hates the world and if the world don't get it right he's gonna just destroy them however you or you might be introduced to a God who he just loves everything and the type of love is is a blind love that excuses all type of behavior and it doesn't matter what you do you can do whatever you want all week you can be the meanest dirtiest person but you know God loves you and so your view of God is there's nothing I could ever do that displeases him yeah. and so depending on how somebody introduces God to you you could not you could have a very low view of God now why is that important because that That'll impact the relationship you have with God. The way he was introduced to you is the way you're going to react to him. Now watch this, Sister Sherry. We live in a time where there's a big argument over whether masks can stop the virus or not. But let's just say, hypothetically, these masks are, um, they are, they are, something that can stop you from this virus invading your body. Right? And protect you and keep you. Let's say I come to you and I got the mask. And I said to you, Sister Sherry, I got a mask here. I, wanna, I, want, I want you to have this in your life. Mm. When you have this mask, it'll make your life better. Mm. This mask, will uh, it, is, it is stylish. It is trendy. You know what? This mask, it actually will complement your outfit. Mm. It will fix things in your life. Mm. And this, this mask here, wearing this mask will help you. You can even go out and get money mm. and, and, and work in places. And, you know, you can even, your career might take off just because you got this mask. Doors are going to open because, you know, they got signs that says you can't come in without a mask. <laughs> so doors are going to open for you. Uh, uh, you know, you might even meet a, 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 you know, if you're a single person, they introduce the mask. You, say, you might meet a cutie who might, you know, see the mask and be attracted to you and all these different. And that's how I'm introducing the mask to you. And you're like. I want that mask. (laughs) That mask can do all of that for me. And so you've got this mask now, and that's how you've been introduced to it. So you've tried it, and you're ready to put it in your life. You're excited. So the morning comes, you put it on, and it's 90 degrees that day. (laughs) And so you go out with the mask, and around 10 a.m., you start itching underneath the mask. And the mask is stifling the way you talk. And now it's, it's a little dry underneath. Mm-hmm. And, and you start to itch. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and every now and then your nose is and, 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 and sweaty underneath. Yeah. And you can't breathe properly. Sweat and after, after having, you go, to, you, go to, you go someplace with it and you're talking for a while. And then after a while, you can't, I can't do this for two hours. I got I to gotta breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, you come into your car. And, and, and what happens is what I sold to you. Um, as something that will transform your life 
and get you all the things you've ever dreamed of had a burden to it that you must carry. It had a price. And because every time the struggle or the hardship, mm. I, I rather use that word, mm. that comes with having this mask comes upon you, you want to let it go. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. do, do you understand that? Yeah. Now imagine with me, Sister Sherry. Am I preaching good? You're preaching. Imagine with you liking this, Savannah? Imagine with me, I come and I introduce this same mask to you. But this time I come to you and I tell you, Sherry, I got a mask for you. It has the probability that it can change your life. It can make you wealthy. It can make you, I don't know what it's going to do. But that's not the ultimate purpose of this. When you wear this mask, at times it will be uncomfortable. When you wear this mask, at times you're going to want to rip it off because it's so hard to keep it on. Times this thing is going to feel like, how in the world can I bear this? But... If you take this mask off, a virus will invade you and possibly kill you. Right. No matter how hard it is, keep this mask on if you don't want to die. Right. Now, how are you going to treat this mask now? Mm, much better. You're going to be like, I'm itching, but I ain't take. It's hot, but I, it ain't going. I don't care. It's staying on. on. And people might be looking at you and <laughs> people might be looking at you and laughing at you and saying, she's, why don't she take the mask off? It looks like it's a burden to you. And why don't you just come on this side? Why don't you just, but, but instead you're not sad about the mask. You're actually looking at them now and you're saying only if they had a mask, they could live. The only difference in the mask and why you cherish it. It was the way it was introduced to you. And many people, when you met God, you were told to serve God because he can fix your finances. Right. I'm not saying those things aren't true, mm -hmm. but those things, <laughs> the word of God is for the just and the unjust. You apply the principles of the word of the God, uh, God to your life. You apply financial principles. You're going to have a good financial life. Those things might be true, but those things are not what God exists for. Right. God didn't come into your life to serve you. God is to be served. The world doesn't exist for you, and God doesn't exist for you, but all things were made by him yeah. and for him. And so when you are introduced to God as somebody who's going to fix everything, but then the thing falls apart, guess what you want to do? You want to turn and say God didn't work. Yeah. Well, God never told you that he was going to fix that. Mm. Maybe God allowed that to fall apart for another reason. Yeah. But you couldn't see that because you just wanted God to do this. Mm. And God was on trial. Mm. And because he couldn't do this... Right. So God, if you don't heal this person, then you can't be God. As though God isn't even in the afterlife. <laughs> As though God doesn't exist in eternity. God, you see this pandemic and all this that's happening to humanity. If you're God, where are you? And God is like, uh, I'm on schedule. What do you need? You know, yeah. but if you don't see that, if your relationship with God is based on, it's like me and you. Mm. If I started dating you based on what only you can give to me, mm. 
when you can no longer give what I wanted, then our relationship is off. And many people, they have a low view of God because he was only introduced to you as somebody, you know, you live to please him and you ask him for what you need and he's going to give you what you need and I'm blessed. Not knowing that God is in charge of everything Mm -hmm. and that you might not even be connected in a real relationship with him. Because there's going to come trials. Mm -hmm. There's going to come... Sweat will build up under the mask. You will want to rip it off. But something inside you will know that who he is, I cannot let go. Because without him, none of this will make sense. So can we go to the word now? Yeah. I didn't even get into scriptures yet. That's good stuff. I want to show you what the Bible says about the sovereignty of God. Mm. Here's the first scripture I want you to throw up for me, Sev. Throw up the book of Psalms, chapter 103, verse number 19. Look at what the word of God says. In the book of Psalms, hold this for me, Sister Sherry. Psalms 103, verse number 19. And I believe you have it up there for me, right, Sev? In the book of Psalms, chapter 103, verse number 19, this is what it says, Sister Sherry. It says, the Lord uh, has established his throne in the heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Mm. What does that mean? God is not American. Mm. God is not Guyanese. God is not British. God is God. And none of these governments, nothing in the world, no system, no corporation, no nothing is bigger than God. He rules over all. My second scripture I want you to put up for me is in the book of Job, Sevi. Job uh, chapter 42. uh, No, matter of fact, Psalms 115.3. We're going to stay in the book of Psalms. 115 verse 3. Look at what it says. Our God is in heaven and he does whatever pleases him. Hmm. Put the camera back on me for a second. Come on. That's boss talk. Yeah, yeah. David, the the psalmist writing here said, God is in heaven. And when he do what he do, he do what he do. He does whatever pleases him. He doesn't need your permission. He doesn't need to consult or the counsel of anybody. Mm. God does whatever he wants. Even if you have a million questions, that doesn't negate God's Confidence in his own character if God needs something like confidence. (laughs) Whatever he does that pleases him, he can do because he's God. And no man can ever question what he does because he's God. Do do you see what the Bible says? Look at what else the Bible says. Go to the book of Job chapter 42. In the book of Job chapter 42 and uh, verse number, number two. Look at what it says there, Sister Sherry. Job chapter 42. Now we know the story of Job. Put put the camera back on me. If anybody ever had a question, a a, a reason to question God, it was my big brother Job. Job lost children. Job lost wealth. Job lost 
everything, Job had a hard life to the point where oftentimes we give his wife a bad name. We said, what an evil woman, because Job's wife turned to him at one point in his life and she said, you should curse God and die. And we always say, what an evil woman to say that. Well, I got a different perspective of why she might have said that. Because she looked over at Job and she realized that the only reason he was going through what he was going through was because he was holding on to God. Sometimes you're going through what you're going through, not because of the devil, but because of you're holding on to God. Mm-hmm. And so the, the wife being a, a wife who said, I can't stand to see my husband suffer like this. Mm-hmm. And the way that he would die is if he broke his relationship with God. So she turned and she said, why don't you just curse God mm-hmm. and die? And Job refused yeah. to do that. Why would Job go through what he went through and still held on to God? I tell you, from chapter one in Job's life, I'd have quit. Mm, <laughs> you understand? Yeah, from the yeah. first moment, I would have quit. But Job held on to God. And look at what Job said in the book of Job, chapter 42, verse number two. He said, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Mm. What does that mean? Job understand that. What can I do to stop God's plan? When God does what he does, ain't nothing, no man, no devil in hell, no nothing on earth, under earth, above earth can stop God's plan. Some of you say, well, if God is in charge, why is the world going where it's... Don't you get it twisted. Get a high view of God. This world ain't doing nothing out of control that God is not sovereignly watching and saying on schedule. And eventually I'm going to do what I need to do. It's all working for a plan. And Job understood that. Job said there's nothing I could do that could stop this. There's nothing. The only thing I can do is hold on to the God who's in charge. And look, 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 look at this. Let's go. More scriptures. Look, look at what the book of uh, uh, First Chronicles 29 says, This right? The writer is writing here. First Chronicles 29. We're going to re- read 11 and 12. Look at what he says here, y'all. I hope y'all enjoying this that are watching. This is Bible study. He said, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Mm-hmm. Everything in heaven and where? And earth is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, put the camera on me, Seth. Ladies and gentlemen, everything in heaven and on earth is the Lord's. Mm. Hold on, though. Mm. A lot of you watching this might need to hear this. That includes you. Mm. You don't own yourself. Mm. God owns you. You say, no, I'm in charge of my own life. I'm in charge of my destiny. I told somebody this week, I said, look how funny the world is, right? We didn't, seven months of our life was taken away and nobody could do a thing about it and still can't figure out what we going to do. My son and I were driving the other day. I said, it feels good to be out, right? And we, you know, we take these drives and we go, we do what we got to do as a family. And he said, yeah, but this is fake. I said, what you mean it's fake? He said, we're not out, out. We're out trying to be protected and not die out. This is not freedom. And he's right. And I said, Look at how everything just was taken from us. Mm. We are really not our own. Somebody else is in charge. Mm. And boy, I'm so glad he is. Now, here's the thing that Sister Sherry said. He's not the causation of this. Mm. 
God didn't cause this virus. <laughs> God didn't cause this virus. But God is the solution for this virus. Yeah. And God is not surprised by it. Watch this. Look, he said, everything in heaven and on earth is yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Watch this. Verse 12, wealth and honor come from you. Do you see that? You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, I like that that says uh, you are the ruler of all things and strength and power is in your hands. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. The camera back on me, right, Seth? Strength and power is in God's hands. You know, men are fighting for power. Men are fighting to be in charge. Mm. My brother and I had a conversation today. Mm. Bert. Bert said, man, this world just got a lot of people who was leading the world greedy. <laughs> he said, some of the people that are fighting for power are already rich yeah. and successful. Mm. Celebrities that are fighting to be more famous. You know, politicians are fighting for jobs they had and are wealthy from Corporate people are getting raises and want more and want more. And, and my brother asked me a question. He said, what, what is it? How much is enough that you would keep fighting? And I, I responded to him because the, the, the Lord put something in my heart. I said, Bert, maybe it's not the power of wealth they're fighting for anymore. But they're fighting for the power of the position to be able to determine the thinking of men. Hmm. Because if you can determine the thinking of men, you can tell men what is moralistically right and wrong. Mm. And you can now begin to shape philosophies and shape. You can, with enough power and control, you can outlaw the Bible. Well, we know how that always works out. But you can try. Mm. And here's the point. Men are fighting for power, really the power to be God. To be in charge. To determine how things must be run on the earth. So that it could be right. You don't got that much power. The Bible says strength and power is in his hands. God determines what's right and wrong. God determines what. Oh my gosh this is a word. Look, look, look. I got one more scripture. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. We are Bible reading church. The book of Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9 and 10. And I'm done after this. I got one more analogy. And Sunday I'm going to preach the paint off this wall. So make sure y'all tune in. Now I need the paint on my wall. (laughs) I need the paint on my wall. 46 verse 9. Look at this. Uh, chapter 46 verse 9 in Isaiah says remember the former things those of long ago look at this I am God and there is no other mm. come on somebody yes. come on look, look 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 at me you know how we always say I serve I you know my, my God is you know and we try to put God as one of the gods okay. we try to there is no other God yep. Y'all hear that? He says, look at this. Read it. Put it up on the screen. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. I'm done. I'm done. I am so done. You understand what I'm saying to you? He says, I make known the end from the beginning. How, Sway? Sway, 
You don't got the answer, Sway. You, you understand what I'm saying? How how do you make... No, well, how can God make known the end from the beginning? Can I show you some of his bossness? Mm. You see, end and beginning are, 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 are time terminologies. Right. We only understand end and beginning because we live linear. We, we live... Time is a linear plane. We believe it is that goes moment to moment, second to second, minute to minute, hour to hour. And so there's a, a beginning of us and an ending of us. But God says, I don't have to go through the linear process to see the end. I can tell you the end from the beginning. Why? Because I'm boss. Well, what does that mean? I don't exist in time. Right. Time exists in me. And I made time. And because I'm outside of time... I can go back. No, I can't go back and forth because back and forth is a time terminology. (laughs) I am alpha and omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am, I am, I am at the end and the beginning at the same time. (laughs) God is, God doesn't, he's not shackled to our world. That's why God can look at you in the middle of a pandemic and say, you're going to be all right. That's why God can say to his people, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Hey, Sevy, can you pan over on my painting over there? Can you, can you pan over on that painting over there? Can you do that? Can can, can it, can it pick it up? That painting over there, if you, can they see it? Can they see? It's a beautiful lighthouse, right? Mm -hmm. But I want you to zoom in on just the blue alone. Zoom in on just the blue alone. You zoomed in on that? Now, those of you who are listening to me, if you were just to see the blue alone, you would not be getting the whole picture. And if I tell you that this is what your life is, you would say, man, my life is so blue right now. I need a little bit of something else. And then later on, you live. Zoom it out a little bit, Sevi. Not, 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 not enough. You know, put up, give them a little bit of the view, right? And then as you live on, you start to see that. But you get glimpses. As you live, you know how God sees it. Zoom out on the whole picture. God sees that every piece of your life makes a beautiful, oh, gorgeous. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that lighthouse. Put the camera back on me. Put the camera back on me. You know, we didn't we didn't plan that. That was impromptu Mm. right there. But the point is, when God sees your life, he sees the masterpiece that he's when God sees the world. God sees the master. That's why the Bible says that God gave this. Like we always tell people that Jesus is the best gift that we've ever been given at Christmas. But the Bible says that the world was made for him. Like Jesus wasn't made for the world, but the world was really made for him. Y'all ain't. I'm going too deep tonight. In other words, we get glimpses of the painting and until, like Paul said it when we studied love, now we, we see in part, we prophesy in part, but then we're going to get the whole picture because we will finally be at the end. But God don't need to be at the end to tell you. He says from the beginning, I already can tell you what the end is. Yeah. And when I get to the book of Revelation, we win. Amen. Watch this. Amen. Look, look, put my scripture back up, Seth. Put my scripture back up. He says... In verse 10, he says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God don't need your permission to do what he needs to do. The problem becomes, though, what kind of God is he? 
Because if we are dealing with a divine who doesn't need permission, mm. all powerful, mm. is in charge, mm. does what he wants, what is his character like? Mm. Because if his character isn't good, right. we're in trouble. Right, right, right. Well, mm. the Bible says, anyway, you got to come back Sunday. I want to close with this, Sister Sherry. Yeah. We live in the United States of America. The United States of America has courts all over. Right. Everywhere you go is a court. You know how I know? Because I got a traffic ticket <laughs> in many places. So I knew there was a court in many. I'm joking, y'all. There's a court. There's all these small courts that decide smaller issues. Right. However, above all of these courts mm. is what we call the Supreme Court. Right. The Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. In other words, if you and I go to a small court and we got an issue with somebody or something and we're trying to settle with it or we, we got some story going on or something, they could rule something. But if the high court, the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. calls and says, bring that case to us, it don't even matter what the small court says. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I just yes. said? It don't even matter what that local judge says. It don't even matter how much you... If the Supreme Court says, bring it to us, it don't even matter what they decided. They could have decided you were dead wrong. From the minute the Supreme Court says, bring it to us, whatever they've done is null and void. It's a brand new case now. Do you follow what I'm saying? In other words... There are so many small courts that's trying to rule your life. Hmm. Your small court might be an employer hmm. who threatens to fire you and, or maybe a co-worker. Or your, your small court might have, let me go back to the employer. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody right now who might have determined on the job that you're worthless. Hmm. Who treats you foul. Hmm. And who says you'll never be nothing and like you need this job and because they know this hard times they treat you anyhow and in their small court they've decided you're a nobody hmm. or maybe it's a spouse that walked out on you hmm. and in their small court they told you you're not good enough I want somebody who's better than you or or treated you however or, or dogged you out and in their small court they decided that you weren't worthy to be faithful to their small court came down with a judgment. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, in somebody's small court, it might be a court of a parent who looked at you and weren't. They, 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 they said to you, you you're, you're a rejected child. You're an mm -hmm. abused child. In, in whatever small court they looked at you, maybe you got in, uh, entangled. You were in an entanglement with somebody who used you, used your body, used you and, 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 and stripped you of all your dignity. And they've decided to leave you in a state of, of, uh, of abuse and you feel like this is what who I am because they have stamped down the javel and said that this is your case and decided this is who you are but I'm so grateful yes. that there's a supreme court yes. there's a supreme God yes. who is able to say bring the case to me yes. and whatever the world has ever decided mm -hmm. he don't even need to call the judge right. that decided right. that for you 
he don't need y'all I'm not I'm trying not trying not to he don't need to, to, to contact any locality to see what they thought of your case he doesn't need to seek their counsel he doesn't even need to hear their <laughs> he calls the case and when he looks at the case whatever he declares is final that's why we love to sing that song who has the final say and that's why I can look at my life and like Job though I may go through something this small court that's trying to attack me right now ain't the supreme court because when I read the Bible the Bible says that all things oh, I'm getting into Sunday I'm done for tonight I'm done for tonight. If you're watching this, know that there's a supreme, high power, sovereign Lord who yes. needs no permission from man. Yes. And so when you see your situation, don't you regurgitate mm. what the small court says. Yes. You go to the supreme. the yes. Constitution. Yes. You go to the Bill of Rights. Yes. You, <laughs> you go yes. to the amendments. Yes. You go to the Word of God. God yes. and you claim what the judge has rightfully spoken of your life I am the head and not the tail yes. he is for me and if God be yes. I don't know who I'm yes. talking to yes. tonight who can be against me yes. you let the supreme judge determine yes. your life not no man not no moment mm. not no trial he has the final say yes. hallelujah Sunday when you come back we're going to talk about what he has actually said we're going to make so much more sense out of sovereignty and how it works. Yeah. How does chaos, how, how can my life be chaotic and God still be in charge? How, mm. how can my life be so chaotic and God in charge? Mm. <laughs> he's the God of everything yeah. and he's in charge tonight. Let's pray. Would you pray with me if you've never asked Jesus into your heart? Ask him into your heart tonight. Say, Father. Father. I ask you, I ask you to, come into my heart to come into my heart and forgive me, and forgive me of, every sin. of every sin. You are able, you are able to do that because you're, you're God. I have not sinned, have not sinned against, against the, universe the universe or anything. Or anything. It, is it is you that I've sinned, that against. I've sinned against. And I repent. And I, repent. And I ask your Holy Spirit your Holy to come Spirit. and live in me. Let what, you did Let what you did on the cross, on the cross. Change, my life. change my life. Let the verdict, Let the verdict of, not of not guilty because of your blood, of your blood be, mine be mine tonight. tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.